0: He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is, giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now here's John Katzenmatthes.
1: This is Cats at Night. John Katzenmatthes here. Sunday morning? No, it's not Sunday morning. It's coming to be Sunday morning someday. Absolutely. What are we? It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Congressman King is here. It's well, you're
2: always working twenty four seven, so you don't know don't what know day of the week it is. is. Yeah,
1: sometimes. And we have a great show for you today, and uh, we have a Common Sense Democrat, Judge Richard Weinberg, Common Sense Republican, former Congressman Peter King, and my sidekick, Lydia Serrani. And we have a great show for you today, and this is a TriCast, broadcasting out of the uh, WABC studios in Midtown and 770 on your dial and wabcradio.com. Also uh, 970 AM, The Answer, and WLIR, and we could have almost a million people listening to us.
0: And we have a great show coming for everybody tonight. You don't want to miss it. We'll be speaking with Ashley Moody, who is the Florida
2: Attorney General. We'll be speaking with Assemblyman Minority Leader Will Barclay, and we'll be talking to him about crime. Are there any moderates left up there in Albany? John McLaughlin,
0: Polster. Ed Cox, uh, Doctor Peter Mikolos. But first on the line, we have Michael Dowling. And Michael Dowling, I mean, who doesn't know who Michael Dowling is? Now he is the president and chief executive officer of Northwell Health, and Northwell Health is the largest employer in New York State with
2: 22 hospitals with more than 79,000 employees. Welcome to
1: Cats at Night, Michael Dowling.
2: Thank you so much. Delighted to be with you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, it's always good to hear your voice and. Uh... Uh, there's so many things happening in New York. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, tell us about. Uh, everybody's worried. There's there's a fear campaign. It feels like sometimes everybody's worried about COVID. Now everybody's feared, uh, scared about the the monkey pox, etc. etc. And tell us. You have the largest amount of hospitals in New York City, New York State. Uh, tell us where do you think we are with all that.
2: I think we're in a good position right now. Just to give an example, um, back at the height in 2020, we had close to 4,000 patients in our hospitals each day. Today, I've got about 360 patients in my hospitals. But about half of those are people who didn't come in because of COVID. Um, They tested positive. They came in with some other ailment and they tested positive. So the number of people that came in with COVID is only about 140. And there are very, very few people in the ICU and very, very few people in critical care. So that in my, situ- in, in my view, we're in a good place. Uh, I think there is a little, there's excessive hysteria about this. Obviously, the community transmission is increasing, but most people are not getting sick in any major way. They may feel bad for a day or two. So I think that we've got to stay calm. Uh, got to stay optimistic. This is going to be around for a while, and we're just going to have to live with it. Have to live with it. As as long as you don't end up in the hospital, you're okay. But life has to go on, and business has to go on. So I think we just got to stay nice and calm. We're in a good place right now,
0: Michael. Not this is, completely uh,
2: out of it, but in a good place.
0: Michael, this is Pete King. First of all, a uh, disclaimer: I do work for uh, Northwell, and I'm. Uh, very privileged to work closely with Michael. And, Michael, the whole issue of gun violence was really brought to a head yesterday by the tragic shooting in Texas. Right. I know you and Northwell are very involved in this whole issue. Can you just tell the uh, right. listeners exactly what you've been doing and also how you see it going toward the future?
2: Yeah, we, we took a position a couple of years ago um, making – we made a, a statement that gun violence is a real public health issue. It's the obligation of healthcare leaders to be advocates on this so that we can actually reduce the incidence of gun violence. So we're involved in lots of education, lots of prevention efforts, working with a lot of organizations across the country. We have created a coalition of about 400 organizations, healthcare organizations primarily, to get them to become advocates to treat gun violence as a public health issue. Uh, what happened in Texas yesterday, though, is an abomination. It's just absolutely awful, especially when you have somebody going in uh, and you know, taking the lives of fourth graders. Uh, we need action on this. We have to do something to reduce the the, the, the accessibility to firearms and guns. Congress has to take some action that we keep talking about every time we have an event like this. And then everybody wonders about how t- talks about how difficult it is, and then life goes on, and we forget. And then there's going to be another one, it, This it requires some action, um, and we we should definitely have universal uh, background checks for anybody that wants a gun. We should definitely do things like ban assault guns, assault weapons. I see no reason for them whatsoever. Um, so, but from on a from the health point of view. Uh, We see the results of gun violence in our facilities all the time, whether it be physical illness or or physical trauma or behavioral health or mental health issues. We see it. And this is a bad reflection on the United States. We're better than this. We should not be be having the newspaper headlines on on the morning, be talking about how many kids are killed by
0: people with guns. Horrible. Michael, on the it's issue of mental health, on the issue of mental health, Northwell is also really reaching out into the community. Would you mind discussing that?
2: Yeah, we're reaching out into. Yeah, we are. Repealing. We're reaching out into the community. Obviously, we need we need to do a lot more in the mental health arena, but we have to be careful because people will jump to the conclusion that all gun violence is a result of the lack of mental health. We do have a mental health issue, but we also have a gun availability issue. Uh, gun accessibility is an issue. We've got to reduce, we've got to deal with mental health, and we've got to deal with the availability of guns. Uh,
1: in addition, uh, there's been a lot of shortages. I've heard around from a lot of hospitals and a lot of, that there's been shortages of product. But when we talk, you tell me you have your own distribution facility, and uh, you're able to buy in in large chunks, and you, you uh, Northwell Hospitals, has no shortages. Is that
2: correct? Well, during COVID, we have no shortages of PPE because we have our own supply chain company and we have our own warehouses. And this is something we invested on years ago because I like to have enough supplies around. So in the case of a disaster or a crisis like we had with COVID, we wouldn't run into a problem. So we had no problem during COVID because of the lack of supplies. And obviously there are other issues like now, right now where we're, um, there are, you know, other factories in, you know, in, uh, um, in China that have been shut down. This is contrast. You know, it's what we use for um, interventional radiology and for um, um, uh, MRIs and other things, PET scans. And there is a shortage of that at the moment. Hopefully it'll get better over the next couple of uh, weeks. Uh, But we have to diversify. Um, I'm not talking about the United States. We cannot be dependent upon a couple of countries for basic um, fundamental supplies that we need at our life, life and safety. So we need to be diversifying. We need to be manufacturing more of this, this country, and that's and we and at, at well. We're working with other countries to get extra supplies from other places other than China, but it's a problem. Uh, understood. Uh, and hopefully, there's a lesson here that we can resolve over time.
1: Uh, understood. And, and the additional thing, you operate such a large network, and sometimes when we did uh, see each other, uh, I didn't realize till then. Uh, Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City is part of Northwell. Uh, are you putting the Northwell yes. sign on, on all your facilities? Tell, tell the, all New Yorkers, all the American people, uh, all the names you operate under.
2: Well, we have not. We have our Northwell name is on every facility. We have twenty-two hospitals: North Shore, uh, Lenox Hill, North Shore University Hospital, Long Island Jewish, Staten Island University Hospital, Phelps in Westchester, et cetera. Huntington Hospital and then we have 851 outpatient ambulatory locations. We have more outpatient locations than anybody else in the region and the Northwell name is on all of those as well. We also have a medical school, we have a big academic teaching place with big research place. Um, we, have, we have huge home care. So pretty much everything that you need, in the area of healthcare we've got. They're all under the umbrella of Northwell, and obviously we've got to continue our marketing and our promotion. Lenox Hill was our first facility that we took over in Manhattan, but right now we have 96 locations in Manhattan alone. Um, and Lenox Hill, obviously, a historic place, has been around since the 18, uh, 1860s, a phenomenal place, does wonderful work and was recently listed as having the best cardiac outcomes, cardiac surgery outcomes in New York, in New York State. So we're very, very fortunate, um, and we're growing. Um, we're continuing to grow and expand. And we're in Westchester, Long Island, New York City, Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens. We're moving into Connecticut. So, And as you mentioned, John, we, are, uh, we will have close to, by September, we'll have about 80,000 employees.
1: Wow. Judge Richard
0: Weinberg? Uh, Hi, Michael. Nice to talk to you again. There's a bill up in Albany that they've been pushing for decades. It's called single payer. So everything will be going through the the government rather than through uh, private insurance. What's your views on that?
2: I don't. I think it's a huge, huge mistake. It sounds simple, sounds nice and easy. It has... You know the people who advocate for it and make make it look like the world is like nice and easy it a single pair will not work uh it hasn't worked in most places where it is uh where it where it it exists and I'm very very familiar with because of my experience in Ireland and other places um and it's more expensive as well isn't private said it again
1: And it's more expensive
2: the cost is more expensive rate. you can't afford it you would have to dramatically increase taxes to the point where it would be ridiculous it would it would it would, it would you know you know d- d- dramatically diminish innovation and creativity it is just the wrong solution um we we can we we need to fix a lot of issues in healthcare and that's true place. But single-payer is not the panacea that people make it out to be at all. I think it would be a terrible mistake for New York to move in that direction.
0: Michael, in the time we have left, could you tell the listeners how a guy who grew up in maybe the poorest part of Ireland becomes a New York State Health Commissioner and now uh, runs an operation which has more employees than any other in the entire state of New York? You're from Limerick, right? County Limerick, yes. I remember
2: that. yeah, and I, I came here. I have a lot of Irish luck too, you know. Plus, <laughs> you also meet people. Luck of Irish. Uh, and you know, I kissed the Blarney Stone twice. Um, <laughs> I heard they pee on. But now I came here. I came here when I was just shy of eighteen. I, I walked down on the on the docks in the west side of Manhattan. worked the construction. Went to school at night. I went to Fordham. Became professor professor of Fordham. Ended up in government. Was with Mario Cuomo for twelve years. Became the head of Health and Human Services. But then moved on to insurance, and then was then came to North Shore Hospital, uh, the, the entity that created Northwell. Um, you know, twenty-seven years ago now. So I've been very, very, very fortunate. Uh, but it shows you the promise that exists in the United States. This would not have happened anyplace else. It happened because I came to the U.S. It happened because I met lots of great people. I worked hard, yes, but I met lots of great people, and I took advantage of the opportunities. That came before me. And, uh, you know, success is all about uh, learning from other people. It's about not complaining too much. It's working hard and getting on with it and being very optimistic about the possibilities that exist in the future. So uh, I've been a very, very lucky person indeed and very, very fortunate. And, um, but it's an immigrant story. And as I tell people all the time, we're all immigrants. And all immigrants by their very, very nature are optimists. And um, because otherwise you don't leave one place to go to another place, unless you have some optimistic fe- feeling that there is something better at the other side.
0: Michael, going and back, to the going back two, United States. So. Go, I was going to say going back two years when suddenly COVID was on us and you had, you said uh, 4,000 patients at a time, did right. you think we'd ever get out of this? I mean, you know, did you see right at the end of the well, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I was very, I, well, I'm, I'm a believer that you can always, you don't, it, it's, it's, it's not what happens, student matters in life, it's how you react to it. I was always optimistic. We thought at the beginning, however, well, first of all, at the beginning, we didn't understand the disease, but we also thought that it would be over in maybe three months. Then we thought it would be over in a year. I don't think any of us thought that it would last this long, although we should have known better given the history of previous pandemics. But I always believed that we would win. There was going to be no choice. We're fighting, an invis- we we're fighting an invisible enemy. And I said many, many times when I was on other um, um, on TV and other radio stations, I said, um, we're going to win. There's only begun winner here. There's no putting up the white flag. Uh, there's no retreat. We're going to win. Um, you have to have that winning attitude if you want to succeed. So I always knew that we would win at the end of the day. It took longer, of course, than we thought. And we're not out of it yet. Remember, this is going to be around with us for the next year or two. Uh, in various stages, and um, we will we'll adapt. We'll deal with it. It's not as bad at all as it was. As I said earlier, it's much better today, and it'll get better. But it'll be around, and um, um, we, we'll just have to manage with it.
1: Well, Michael Downing, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, congratulations and great success. You're doing a great job running Northwell, and uh, we hope to catch up with you again real soon. And to fill us in on what's going on in uh, in, in medicine and in hospital.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I just want to end, John, with one thing. We're having a huge celebration this weekend in the city to celebrate the veterans. We do an awful lot celebrating veterans. We owe them a debt of gratitude, and we owe them uh, – we're, we're free because of the work that they've done over history. So we do an awful lot to celebrate veterans. We do provide more veteran services almost than, than anybody else in the region. So we have a big event in the Flat Island District in Manhattan, on Saturday from twelve to six, if there are people around that area that want to come down and uh, be entertained in celebration of veterans, I would welcome them to be there.
1: Well, that that is a good uh, good idea, and and we're going to be WABC is open live most of the weekend, so we're going to be celebrating right. Memorial Day and veterans, uh, uh, their contribution sure. to America. So anything else you need, we're going to be starting Friday. You'll you'll you have some of your people call us up. And we will put them on. Absolutely.
2: We will do that, John. That is great uh, because we, we need to do an awful lot more to, to celebrate the, the, the And I think you did tell me result of veterans. that
1: you hire at least 500 new veterans every year.
2: We do. We hire hundreds and hundreds of veterans every year. Uh, they make great employees. They've got great experience. We owe them a debt of gratitude.
1: Michael Darling, Chairman of Northwell, thank you again, and we'll catch up again real soon. Have a, a, a great Memorial Day. Thanks, Thanks,
2: Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Samuel, John. Thank you, Thanks, thank Thanks, Peter. You. And
1: we're going to be taking a break, and when we come back, we have the Attorney General of Florida, Ash, Ashley Moody, and a lot of things going on, so you better stay tuned. Don't lose out. We'll be right back.